It's Randalicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overseas. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding, but I will remind you this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure unofficial Morty magic and Morty mania. Where can you find the SEO podcast crying out loud? You already find it. Why do we as podcasters do this? I don't know, but for the anxiety of the one person who like needs to hear this, you can find us at the SEORant.com, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever great mediocre, terrible podcasts are, are found. When does the SEORant come out? Thursdays. Usually, if I don't do an episode, I don't do an episode, so there won't be one. So subscribe so that you're alerted. Okay, that's done. Okay, for your listening pleasure this week, he has his own podcast, the Azim Digital Ass. I just totally gave away who the podcast, who the podcast is, who the guest is. I will get through this episode. Right? I've done this like th- I've done this intro three times. I'm not editing it out anymore. Whatever happens next, <laughs> happens next. He is the owner of I Am Azim Digital. He is a Brighton SEO speaker. He is a shitter on of all conferences. It's Azim. Hello, hello. Honestly, best intro ever. I've right, that was so a total like. A- <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I blacked out. I'm sorry. It's too much coffee. Yeah, well, too little sleep and too much coffee. Not a good combination. Oh, you've caught me on a very, very good day, Morley. Uh, you've been up since explained. what, like two o'clock in the morning exercising? No, no uh, just before 4 a.m. Mm. House alarms going off, so I thought I was being burgled. Then I couldn't go to sleep, so I went to the gym and had a longer session. Um, haven't eaten proper breakfast, uh, very full of caffeine and pre-worker, mm. and I'm drinking a cup of tea while we eat this, and I'm hungry, and I'm angry, and this is... Oh, good, perfect. SEO hungry, angry is what we're looking for. <laughs> Why don't you go grab your vacuum cleaner while you're at it so you have a weapon? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to town. This is the SEO Rant podcast. You are going to get a rant from oh, me. It's great. By the way, no for the audience, in case you didn't understand the vacuum reference, so Bonazim was telling me that he was getting robbed in the middle of the night. He's like, yeah, I had to get a weapon, <laughs> so I grabbed a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Ghostbusters on him. Okay, so uh, I always try to really elaborately introduce my, uh, my topic on each and every podcast. So let me try it. <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Uh, today, dear audience, we are shitting on conferences. Do I have that right? Yeah. Okay. Shit away. Oh, God. Shit away. Uh, okay. So firstly, before I forget, thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate oh, it. You're welcome. That's, that's, that's so the niceness. I think you're the if first I... guest to ever thank me like, on the podcast. Honestly. You can, come, you can come back anytime you want now. Yay. This is too nice for a rant. It's what true. Shut up and let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just no. So look, uh, I said let's talk about uh, conferences. It's something that I speak about a lot on uh, Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, little plug at Zim Digital, please do. <laughs> Very um, subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I often take a look at, at um, conferences in the marketing industry, and I, uh, I make sure that they're doing what they can to be more diverse and inclusive. And as a brief introduction to that many years ago when I was an attendee at conferences I like many other people of color uh, and marginalized communities didn't see myself represented on the stage and I thought well I'm going to change that and I want to change that Uh, so I applied to speak myself Uh, first one that I did uh, was okay and then right at the end I absolutely um, 
butchered it. I wanted to say, I hope that you found everything that I've told you really useful. What I actually said was useless. Fuck you, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I said useless, and then everybody started laughing, and I said, oh, shit, and I don't like swearing in conference talks. So not only did I make a mistake, I also swore, and I thought, yep, they're going to hate me, never going to have me back again. But I think uh, because the audience saw it's quite genuine, uh, they really enjoyed it and took value from it. And then from there, I got the opportunity to speak at more conferences internationally. And I thought, right, I'm not going to be this person who um, gets myself a seat at the table and then sort of, you know, whatever the phrase is, pulls the, the ladder up from everybody else so they don't get a chance. I'm a big advocate of making sure that other people of colour uh, and certainly other marginalised communities, but I predominantly focus on people of colour as I am one myself to get that opportunity. So that's that. I look at conferences and I think, a lot of them uh, play it too safe. And then COVID happened and I wrote a few blog posts about uh, diversity and, in and inclusion at conferences. And I think pre-COVID, a lot of conferences defaulted to the same handful of white speakers. Comfortability, very easy. And they were called out and they were like, well, we asked uh, X and X is the one black person that they know. Uh, and they couldn't do it. Generally, X is a man, and he couldn't do it. I think, okay, great. I did some analysis into conferences. I can share you the, the blog post so your uh, listeners can have a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. I found, Put in the show I found that conferences uh, generally had a handful of uh, black speakers, and generally, in one case, it was just the same black man for four years, but in year five or something like that, in one of the years, he wasn't able to do it, so they had no diversity, which is... Uh, a pain in the ass really because it's frustrating there are so many uh people in this industry who are dying to get their first steps into conference speaking and dying to put themselves out there and i think if i just go off on a tangent for a second i think personal brands are incredibly much more powerful now than they used to be so i've been in the industry what eight nine years now personal brands weren't really a thing back then it didn't really matter so much with COVID and everything else and hundreds of people going for the same job, you have to stand out. And a personal brand is a fantastic way to do that. But the barriers to entry for people of colour and other marginalised groups, but I'll predominantly focus on people of colour, the barriers to entry are much more higher. I believe, and it's a well-used phrase, but I believe people of colour have got to work twice as hard for often half or even a similar reward. And I think it's a, a pain in the ass. So that's pre-COVID. <clears throat> pardon me, during COVID, uh, COVID was pretty much used as an excuse for conferences. And what I mean by that is everything was virtual. We had to do it all online. I think if everything is virtual and online, there's absolutely zero excuse. You don't have overheads for like catering, meals, hotels, drinks, etc. You just have literally tickets if you're choosing to charge people for them. Although I assume you'll be charging much, much more less again i've never run a conference but it just makes sense i would never pay like 800 bucks for a virtual conference of my own money anyway but again it was the same speakers the same the same white dudes and there was one conference that i found and which up until so we're in june 22 right i think up until march this year so about two and a half years every month had a virtual event and it was just white people white men constantly over and over again and I just thought, look, one of my blog posts said, literally, it's, it's 2021, I'm tired. I literally tweeted uh, a friend of mine, Shimmer, the other day, who, who called out another conference in the UK, which is just the same handful of uh, faces. And I just think 
shit's got to change, man. I don't like swearing, but you've allowed me to. But oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, stuff's got to change, and I think there's only so long that people like me can be polite about it and be like, look, this has got to change, or we'll do better. This conference in question that we spoke about has its own diversity page where they talk literally about how they're trying to be more diverse and inclusive. But again. It's just lip service, and it might have had black people in the past, and I've looked at past lineups, but the fact of the matter is, people have come out and said, oh, I was asked to speak, but also there's a pitch form, so again, there's another barrier to entry for that particular conference, because if you're asking people to speak, but also having a pitch form, not only are you shortening the opportunity or narrowing the opportunity for people of colour to get in, or marginalised groups to get in, you're also asking people, and in some cases, some of these people have been at these events for four, five, six years on, on the bounce. And until those people like wake up and, and smell the coffee and uh, and step aside, um, this this stuff isn't going to change. Eventually, they're going to fade away. Because if I'm honest, some, some of these people, and I've got no uh, no qualms about saying this, to anybody's face but i'm not going to name individuals names because i'm not going to attack them but if they come for me i've got i've got stuff for them these guys are literal dinosaurs in the industry they they hawk out the same talks year after year after year and it's just the same stuff there was one in particular what three years ago i went to this talk and it was talk about a study that they were running over a year's time and they were like oh i'm hoping to come back next year and uh, present the results of this study they came back the next year and said, yeah, we're doing the study. It's a year long. I'm hoping to come back next year and do it. Well, that's two years. You've shown me no data. It's just the same talk. And I th- oh, honestly, we could do this for hours, but I'm just, there's an issue in, there's an issue with these people coming back again and again, saying yes, if they're being asked or taking away opportunities from other people and not stepping aside, who I think eventually they will fade away anyway, because there's only so long you can just hawk out the same nonsense. And equally, there are some conferences that were like, oh, we only have unique content. You won't get this on a video. You have to be here to, to get this. We ask our speakers to create unique, original decks. I can literally find the same shit that they're going to talk about on YouTube for free. So in what fucking universe, pardon my language, but I'm angry about it. And this is no, the no, SEO no, rant podcast. No, go, go right ahead. I don't feel <clears> you're angry enough. <laughs> In what universe am I or any other uh, individual of reasonably sound mind is going to want to shell out four figures or more to come to this conference and hear what I can get on YouTube for free? It really grinds my gears. And I think if nothing changes, which I don't think anything will change, because a large part of this change will come from those people recognising their privilege and stepping aside, Eventually, they're gonna they're gonna fade away. There's so much new up and coming talent in the industry that they are the 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 gatekeepers of SEO. That's the word I was looking for. The gatekeepers of these conferences, they're not diversifying their content enough, and therefore not allowing conferences to diversify their lineups. And for me, I've said it in the past, and this isn't a new thing. I had the opportunity to speak at a conference. Um, pre-pandemic I think it was and it's a conference that I had never spoken at before but it was right around the time that George Floyd was murdered and it made international press um, and shamefully if I can sidestep for a minute again there's there's forever uh, black people who have been 
brutalized at the hands of police over there. And it doesn't often make the news over here, but something happened with George Floyd and made global news and everybody sort of stood up and took notice. And I thought, well, look, I'm a big advocate of diversity and inclusion at conferences. I don't feel right that on this particular lineup, there is not a black person. So thanks to my friend Reed, she created Women in Tech SEO. She's got a speakers list. And I thought, I often, when I talk about uh, salary transparency, I often say in the UK in November, they always trend socially number one in the UK, that there's this point between November and the end of the year, women work for free because they're paid that much less than men. But there's also a racial pay gap. And not often is it in, uh, not often is it uh, mentioned that a black woman will be paid less because she's a woman and she's black. So back to my point, I sought out a black speaker on the same topic thanks to that resource that she's created. And... It is free. It didn't cost me anything. It just took five minutes of my time to go on the website, filter for topic, speaker, found a black person. The only point that I felt uncomfortable was that I reached out to this person privately because I didn't want to put them on blast publicly. So I sent her a DM and I said, I'm going to speak at this conference. And I'm sorry if like me approaching you in DM is uh, made you feel uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm not comfortable with no black personal black women being there. So I want to step aside and, and give you this opportunity and i don't think these these gatekeepers consider that and i don't think these gatekeepers do that so yeah i'm a podcaster but i'm sick of the sound of my own voice so uh, ask me a question and i'll so, moan away <laughs> so quick question for you because oh. i i'm just going to say this for the record if you there is if you're running at a conference an event whatever it is you're running you have a social duty to make sure that your event or your webinars whatever it is is inclusive of all kinds of diversity, whether yeah. it be women, people of color, new people in the industry. There's there's a complete and utter lack of it from all from all angles out there. When you're running an event, when you're doing something, whatever it is that you're doing, you have a social responsibility to make sure that that happens. And that's that's first and foremost. And then we can talk about how you put butts in seats. 100%. A question for you, because I have like a million things to talk about at this point. Do you think it's nefarious? Do you think when the, the, the old, the OGs get together and run a conference? Are they, is it, they want to be exclusive of, I don't mean the exclusive, they want to exclude. That's the word I'm looking for. Sure, or is it just a, like, this I is just so. their default and they have no idea what they're doing. They're just like completely tone deaf. I think uh, it's a little bit of both. Largely nefarious, I will say. Uh, but at this point, after several years of witnessing the same behavior from the same handful of people, I would say that now it just becomes natural to them and that they don't know anything else. And they're regularly challenged. But because it's so such a <clears throat> repeated pattern, it's just natural to them. So they don't see any any nefariousness, if that's a word, in, in what they are, <clears throat> excuse me, in what they are doing. I will say, because if they are listening to this, <clears throat> pardon me and i challenge any one of these people who's been called out as a gatekeeper of the industry before to listen to this podcast uh don't do anything else just sit down put your headphones on or just nothing else and absorb uh what is being said here because i am often approached by people who aren't comfortable in speaking out loud and are happy i'm happy to speak for them i don't speak for everybody because there are there are people that, that will disagree with me but to your point there these people are often have their own uh, consultancies or often have their own agencies. So they <clears throat> moan 
and say, well, if I don't speak at this conference, I won't get any new leads. I won't get any new business. I say, if that's the only way that you can get business, it's probably a shit business. Simple as that. Let's take SEO, for example. There's not just one way to do SEO, hundreds of ways to do it. If you're only one way to get a lead or to get any business is from a conference, it's shit business. I will die on that hill, 100%. The hundreds more ways that you can get business. When I've consulted in the past, I didn't just do one thing to, to get new business. I did numerous things because you have to diversify what you're doing in order to increase and diversify your income, 100%. So yeah, is it nefarious? Absolutely. But uh, at this point, I think it's 100% um, a learned a learned behavior and because it's the rant podcast here's my little rant for you some of you who are certainly in england you publish you have to publish what your business makes online once a year i've been doing some digging and some of you ain't making what you're tweeting <laughs> <laughs> that's a Literally, whole other thing people going online to, yeah i'm making a million look what i did and make a million million bazillion bull, oh it's bullshit some people have more twitter followers than they have gross or net profit that's a whole that's other, that's a whole, <laughs> other i'm not a, look i'm not against people tooting their own horn like yeah you know yeah, like yeah. I, I went from an agency and now i'm a consultant i'm making like way more than i ever did i have so much more like personal freedom like go out there and like you know give yourself a little bit of love i'm not against that but sometimes yeah, it yeah. becomes a little bit it becomes a little bit like showing off like when it's the case like you're trying to make a point like i didn't think i could do this now I am doing this. That's amazing. Go ahead and, and brag. Yeah. Yeah. When it's just like you're bragging for the sake of bragging, it's like a little, I don't know. I find that a little much, but that's just my personal opinion. While you were talking before, I happened to be looking at a conference the other day. Um, mm-hmm. And I looked at their lineup. And it is literally a bunch of people who I heard about 10 years ago, who mm-hmm. I haven't heard about in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And like, I know exactly what it is because I know like the problem that you're talking about can be sliced and diced so many different ways. And mm. I don't, I, I want to make sure I stay on focus with this. So like, pull me back in if I'm getting off focus. <laughs> it's amazing to me because, okay, yeah, I'll tell you what I think happens. I'll tell you what I know happens. You have someone who's running the conference. Mm. That person's got a bunch of friends. Mm. And they invite their friends to, the, to be the, the speakers at the conference, which is mm. wrong on so many different levels. First off, like, why, why are you opening up the pitch? You're basically telling people to waste their time. Like someone's spending some real time. By the way, I barely pitch anymore. I'm done. Mm. It's gotten to the point. If you're listening to this, if you run an SEO conference, it's gotten to the point. I'm, I'll toot my own horn. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to say it's not from a bragging point of view, but I, I think I'm a pretty decent presenter. I've never done the same deck twice. There was one time I did it for a webinar and I told them in advance, I don't have time to do this webinar. If you want me to do it, I'm going to have to do something similar to what I already mm. did somewhere else. Mm. I'm going, and they said, okay. So I've never done the same deck twice. I'm a pretty dynamic presenter. At least I try to be. And I try to put it a decent pitch. And it's an absolute waste of time mm. and I'm done. I don't do it. Like I barely pitch. I don't want to pitch. I really have like very little desire of anything to do with the conferences at this point. Mm. 
in my mind, like if I want to be out there, I like doing this. And I'm like, I, I'm an entertainer. I like doing this. I was a teacher. And I always viewed it like, yeah, I like to educate, I like to entertain. This is perfect. I'll be a teacher. I'd rather mm. just do a podcast. I'd rather just do a webinar at this point. So mm. not only are they are are are, are the conversations you're pretty are, are are you basically like presenting the same people over and over again, but you're disincentivizing people who do want to do these things from like submitting a pitch. In general, and I can't imagine what that is if you know you're a person of color that you're going to have to have an even larger uphill battle. Mm. Like people kind of know who I am and I feel I have an uphill battle because of the way the conversations are struggling. I don't want to do it. I'm like done with this shit. Yeah, 100%. It's 100%. totally broken. And if you're a conference and you're listening to this, I don't want to go to your conference. It's the same people <laughs> over and over again. Like what kind of like... You've clearly not put any actual thought and any actual effort into building your lineup. You just pick the same people. This dude, I'm looking at the names. You've had them. I guarantee you, over the last 20 years, you've had them at least 15 times. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Why would I want to go to your... It's a losing business. If you're a conference and you're listening to this, the, the, the chatter behind the scenes is these conferences are boring. They're dull. It's the same crap. I'm not going to go there and learn anything. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm thinking of this as I'm saying it, so it might not come across properly. So shout at me if that's the case. Firstly, before I say that, <clears throat> there might be people who listen to this thinking, oh, this, this is personal from uh, this guy. He's got an axe to grind. He's probably been turned down from some conferences and uh, he's obviously, uh, you know, hurt about it no not not at all i've I'm, I'm fairly sure you might have had pitches turned down in the past morning i've had pitches turned all down the time. in the past i never pitch with all like 100 success so it's never about me by the way i very rarely this is what's really really annoying i very rarely have gotten a gig based on a pitch mm. it's always been i knew this person or this person said hey you want like i've never I've, i think one i think the only place where that's happened is maybe brighton seo where mm. they took the pitch and they actually looked at what I wrote in the pitch. Yeah. 100%. Which is a major problem because you're asking people to pitch and you're not even reading them. I don't like, like, don't ask people to waste their time. Just and do what Maz does. Invite people. Decide open to pitch. Yeah. Maz, to be fair, I, I uh, use them as an example versus Brighton in terms of the cost. and The cost uh, is astronomical. Yeah. Astronomical. Yeah. And uh, it was never, never for me to like sort of uh, send shots or take shots at Mars because that's not the case. I'd love to speak there one day. Um, and hopefully I can, like I've pitched there before and been turned down. It's not the end of the world. I pitched for Brighton, for example, before and, and, and I'm sure I've been turned down. But the cost of it, and I just didn't understand until like, thankfully, a few organisers and somebody from Mars came back in that thread and Fortunately, I'd worded it in such a way that it was just more me wanting to learn about why conference A can cost X amount and conference B. It is super I expensive. I think it was something like, and I'm, I might be wrong, so apologies if I'm, but I think I said something like, for the same cost of attending Moz, two people from America, two, for one person to go to Moz from UK, tweet. two people could come to UK and still have like, I think it's 500 bucks in their pocket. And I was like, oh, this is, anyway, that's that. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not getting on Mars at all. Like, I think out of all the conferences that are out there, like, they they tend to be a bit more diverse than what's generally seen out there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not getting anybody at their bottom line and how much money they're earning, how much money. The conferences are really expensive, particularly in the U.S. Like, 
you're providing meals for people. It, it, it's, mm. it can be super costly, but it's a good point that there isn't a good conference out there, at least in the US, that's accessible in terms of its affordability, which is a problem. Yeah, which is, I'm glad that Brighton uh, exists because yeah. you get a lot of people like yourself recently who managed to, to come across and it allows the UK industry to sort of uh, mix in with other parts of the world, which is awesome. I really enjoy Brighton. I, I've never seen a lineup where like the, the talks, it's a nice mix. You have like a latest also speak there and a latest always fantastic. Mm. So you have like the recognizable people, but there are people I never heard of before. And the talk, mm. the, 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 if you look to the roster and the um, the word out the the title of the of the Lineup. sessions, yeah, they're not like the usual like yeah you know surveying local SEO uh, where search <laughs> is now in 2022. <clears throat> yeah, I what I think should happen with conferences is this: those conferences. And by the way, I'm going to say it again because I think it's important. It's never an individual dig at one particular conference because this is a problem across the entire industry. It's, yeah, it's systemic. Those particular conferences, yeah, 100%. Those conferences that are having the same speakers year after year and are charging, let's say, for example, a thousand bucks, yeah, for people to come and see these same places year after year. Do it in uh, like the affiliate style, right? Give each of those speakers a link to share out with people, don't have that link on your website. See how many of them actually drive ticket sales because this whole nonsense of, oh, I've got to have generic white man because he sells tickets. Give him a link, get him to see, see how many tickets he can sell out of his link. Then what I think you should do is for people of color or marginalized groups uh, to incentivize them to access the conference, to make it accessible for them, lower the price, for them get somebody in the lineup firstly for god's sake lower the price right because i very much bet imagine like the long tail of, of keyword searches right literally you could get much more people from marginalized communities coming at a lower rate therefore more attendees to your conferences than the same generic white guy who you've had uh year after year after year and nine times out of ten will be the same talk but just with a different title. It's literally the physical equivalent of updating your blog post from 21 to 22. That's exactly what it is. And it's why I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I don't have, maybe I don't have my finger on the pulse. I I think I do. It's why I think the conferences are dying out. Yeah. A lot of them are dying out. Like the, the allure around the conferences, I think is gone for the most part. I think the, you know, when back in the day, remember, you know, breaking into the, oh, look at this conference. I don't feel like that about really any conference other than maybe mm-hmm. Brighton, which I think is just a fun, great conference. <clears throat> I kind of feel like all, they're all either I've died or they're on the verge of dying out and becoming essentially irrelevant from at least, at least from like the core community. You might get like, you know, beginner SEOs coming because they don't know any better and they're going to shell the money because they're really dying to learn SEO, blah, blah, blah. And they show up and they don't learn any SEO and then they go back and they're like, I don't want to go here again. It's it's becoming a dying thing because the conferences haven't evolved. I, I'll tell you a st- something that really ticked me off. And I'm going to put like, I don't know, maybe I should do this or not. We'll see if I edit this out in the, uh, <laughs> in the post because like if you're, if you're from a conference and you're listening to this, you're, you're listening to somebody who literally has control over budget spend on, on, on advertising at conferences. 
So like, I'm not saying this as like, yeah, I'm an annoyed SEO person. I'm looking at this as somebody like, is it worth for, um, is it worth for it? Is it worth a while to, to sponsor your conference? And because I don't feel I might do it anyway, but if I am sponsoring a conference, I'm probably not overly enthusiastic about it for the most part. And it's because like, all right, I kind of still feel like they're a core asset in the community, but I really wish I didn't have to, which is not where you want a sponsor to be at. Right. Like, that's generally not what you want yeah. them to be excited to spend the money. on. I, it's because I feel like there's like the comments are not really offering much of anything. I'll tell you a personal story. So not the Ellie Malik, who's the head of SEO at Wix, who, by the way, is of is of color. He's originally from I always screw this up. I always say he's originally Moroccan, but he's not because Moroccan rhymes better with motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I literally want um, Yemenite. But he's he's from Yemenite ancestry. Um he was, I want, I'm not going to name the name of the conference, but he had to pay to speak at the conference. Hmm. Nati is literally one of two, maybe three people on the entire planet auditing websites at that scale, literally millions of websites. And that dude's got to pay to speak. Like, does that make any sense? There's like three people like that on the planet. Yeah. And that guy's a guy because he, because he's not a name. Does that make sense? Is that like, I, I don't understand. Like, why do you think that's good for your conference? It's daft. It's daft. <clears throat> I think. <sighs> See, Which I'm, my, I'm, I'm going to cut you off because I have okay. one more point and I'm Go sorry. I'm, I'm a bad host. I'm not supposed <laughs> to do this. When you lack diversity in your lineup, you end up lacking diversity of thought at the same time, which is what you're saying. And that ends up making your conference bad. Hmm. And that's all I wanted to say. Sorry, I cut you. <laughs> no, um, the only thing I was going to say was your story then reminded me of. So like there are so many like young up and comers in this industry who uh, want to speak for various reasons, whether that's because their job has asked them to build up a personal brand or whether it's because they are genuinely keen to get out there, naturally extroverted, want to get out in the industry. Uh, regardless they want to get out there they want to speak i see them on on twitter for example full of enthusiasm and i'm talking specifically here about that subsection of new common speakers who identify as people of color i look at them and i think Do you know what i don't want those people and the people that come after them i never want them to have it as hard as i've had it um, and this is not a personal sob story but i I'm resilient and, and determined as, as hell. I will just keep going until I get a positive outcome. If I get a no, one time I'll come back until I get a yes, or I'll, I'll look at what it's I didn't do. Very discouraging, right? When you yeah, get yeah, that no. 100%. When I get a no, discouraging. I'll ask why. Just like in a, in a job description, not why, but I'll ask for feedback. I'll say, okay, uh, thanks for coming back to me. Is there anything that you didn't particularly like about my pitch? So sometimes I've had a pitch rejected because... Um, it was too um, generic it wasn't in depth enough the next time I pitched it was in depth and they were like it wasn't generic enough I, so. I, I, and I give up I give up on this and it's um it's really annoying again it goes back to the conference I don't think if you're generally interested in people pitching to you mm. and I know a lot of times there are guidelines but they're not they're really bad guidelines for the most mm. part 
And I have the same problem. Do I, sometimes I write a whole thesis. I'm like, all right, there's no way they read that. Then sometimes I'm like, all right, I'll keep a few bullet points, right? And like, you don't even know what they want. And it's just, it's, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Sorry, I cut you off again. No, no, it's all good. So basically my point was, I don't want to see those people go through this same sort of stuff. My vision is that whenever it's my time to like, leave the industry or even this world if we're getting really deep Ooh. i don't want <laughs> i don't want uh, that people of color or any other marginalized group but again i'll speak about people of color because i am one i don't want them to have it as hard as me like at brighton seo very recently i met a guy just sat next to him by pure chance because i went to a different talk than my friends he uh was a person of color and he was like oh yeah um Loved, I was moderating the room. It was like, yeah, love, loved your moderating. How did you get into this? I really want to get into this. And he was just full of enthusiasm. And I was like, I want more people like you. I want to talk to 10 more people like you. In my free time, when I can, I mentor people. Uh, at a previous version, again, at Brighton, I said, this is why I think it's the sort of uh, beacon of conferences that others should follow. I literally went to dinner, uh, lunch, I should say, uh, with... You get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to lunch with uh, Rejoice, who, who uh, co-founded B-Digital, and a lot of new up-and-coming uh, black marketers. The passion and enthusiasm that they have, I would literally pay money to see that on a stage, mm-hmm. 100%, versus the same often white man who's telling me the same story. I would pay more money, and I'm not alone, I would pay more money to hear that person talk with that much passion and energy on a stage than I I did this. I did that. Yeah. Thousand percent. (laughs) You know why I decided to start speaking at conferences? Because I went to a conference one time and there's two people up there, you know, again, people, you know, not calling anybody out. And again, there are people who, you know, who are awesome. So like, Mm. I'm not, please (laughs) let's not do this. However, there's two people up there speaking on stage. Um, and they were talking, and yeah, so with your content, what you want to do, I'm like, I can do this 4,000 times better. <laughs> I'm like, would it be, would it kill you to have a little bit of energy when you present? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like, and it's what it's annoying because the OGs, some of them are really great. Some of them are not really great. And if you're listening to this, you want to get into speaking, whether it's an SEO, whatever it is, if you want to be a teacher, it's the same story. It's X percent content and X percent entertainment. You have to be able to entertain the audience. Otherwise, you can't transmit the information. They work hand yeah. in hand. Yeah, yeah. I think newcomers get more of a pass. Yeah, they're way more. When I have people on this podcast and I try to have, I try not to have the OGs on on purpose. Every once in a while, one of them sneaks in. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm not against that. Like, I'm not against, like, there should be no OGs. <laughs> but I find that when I speak to newer people in the industry, the topics are just different. It's not the usual, I'm um, how to do keyword research. Yeah. It's a little bit more nuanced. It's a little bit different take. It's a little bit more interesting. I, as, as a podcast host, just listening to people talk, I just find it more interesting. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, like I said, newcomers get a pass because the first, my first conference talk is out there and it's absolutely God awful. But I, every so often I go back and I listen to it because I know that I never give a talk like that just stood there and I, and I talked one tone of voice I think the content was great delivery was awful because I was incredibly really nervous. nervous yeah sure and then since then uh, luckily I've 
grown from strength to strength and I've, I've had some really good feedback so newcomers get a pass if you're like as you say an OG and you were given this same talk because it's literally just natural for you and there's just nothing in there then you should take a, a good a, a good break. long hard look at yourself and speaking of like OGs and again I'm not going to name any names but again on my podcast called the Azim Digital Ask podcast please you should do it <laughs> link in I've, the show notes <laughs> follow I've, link follow. I've had oh yeah thank you Good. I've had like OGs in the industry on my podcast those episodes don't perform as well over time as they do with someone who has maybe got 30 followers or 300 followers on Twitter do you want to hear a secret go on my my Twitter as my fo- number of followers go up, my total impressions go down. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I better cancel that order for the five thousand followers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, you're all you're stale. I know you. I don't really care. Which is fine. No. I'm not like insulted, but like when you're when you're fresh, your people are really engaged with you. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of engagement and that's like really powerful, especially if you're running a conference, you want that, you know, butts and seats. Like I see it out there all the time. People who have less, you know, less number of followers, but they're newer and hipper and something new and fresh. They have way more engagement mm. than I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I, when I first started podcast and I thought, right, I've got to have X and I've got to have Y because they are big in the industry. They've got thousands of followers. And literally those episodes in comparison to some of the other ones I've done oh. have literally they have that initial growth and then it's just flat. Literally, okay. I could go and look through all the episodes and they've probably not been listened to in months. But Joe Bloggs or Jane Bloggs, who nobody has really heard of in comparison, but is talking in depth about a topic that's valuable to the industry, those episodes absolutely fly. So you yeah, get the OG, OGs, oh, four, 500 listens, boom, in a couple of days. Great, amazing. Because you know what it is? They think, let's say say Lily Ray, really popular, really smart, great SEO, speaks everywhere, blah, blah, blah. You you have her on your podcast, you'll get a lot of, you get a huge audience. Yeah. Not every OG is like that, even though they have a huge follower. Like, like, so you don't make assumptions about how this works. I'll say, like, if you are listening to this, I hope you are from, if you're a conference organizer and you're listening to this, I understand like you're worried about your bottom line, like you're putting in a lot of money. You need to get money back. Like, I get that. I'm not, not, I'm not unsensitive to that or insensitive to that. And you're whether whoever it is, you have a new speaker, you're worried. Like, are they going to be good? I get that. Mm. I took first off, do a little more research. Maybe they've done a couple of podcasts. Have mm. they been on the show? Have a listen to them. You can tell by the way, in five minutes, somebody's going to be good or not. Right. Yeah. They have that like charisma or not. Secondly, is, yeah, no one's telling you you have to put them as like the keynote or the main stage like the first time around. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's not a zero-sum thing. Like, there's workshops, there's training sessions. Yeah, give them a try. They do great, okay, okay, but boost them up to the next level. Boost them up to the next level. No, no problem. I don't think that's a problem. I don't like, I don't think that's a, a wrong approach. Like, yeah, I, no one's like saying, like, you better take this new person and you better make them like, you know, uh, the main session. I, I wouldn't do that a lot of it sort of sort of baffles me and the point you made about podcasting now so if you're listening to this and you want to get into the industry and you want to do some speaking jump on a podcast i'll have you i don't care if you've got i'll have followers. you all the time yeah 100%. i don't have you on that's why this show kind of exists right i'll go out there on twitter like who wants to come on the show and like i don't really screen it like you want to come on <laughs> unless i think like you were like would be actually bad mm. yeah which is very 
very few and far between. I will have you on. No problem. What did, I, what did it cost me? Exactly. Yeah. I only started my podcast um, because I was pitching for quite a few and I just kept getting turned down temporarily. I can have you, but only in eight weeks time because I've got boom, 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 OG, 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 OG. Then I can have you. Oh, I need to reschedule because I've got the OG, OG and they can only do this day. And I thought, well, you know what? If you're not going to give me a seat at this table, I'm going to build my own. I'm going to give everybody else a seat at the table. I'm going to create a bigger table than what you've got. That same individual who turned me down and, well, there's more than one actually who not turned me down, but sort of postponed me regularly until I said, oh, sod it. They are asking me now to get onto my podcast because they've seen that it's grown and they've seen that there's a buzz about it and people want to get on it. Uh, they've said, oh, will you have me on? Uh, because it's good for podcasters to get another podcast. Yeah, I'll have you on eight weeks after I have Nanoji, Nanoji, Nanoji on. Absolutely not. That was my, my first answer is sit down, absolutely not. But then equally, um, I, I'd have them on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you behave in the same way that as people behave with you, the, the industry doesn't improve. So I said, yeah, look, I'll have you on, but... I've got my conference scheduled for X amount of weeks. You'd argue that's a similar response to what they've said, but in the same way, um, podcasters don't just wake up one day and think, oh, I'm going to record with this. And the one thing that I want to say, because you mentioned it there, I know that we didn't, that I said, we're well, not going to talk about individuals or anything else, but you mentioned uh, Lily Ray there. So briefly, I want to I want to talk about her. Now, I don't know her personally. I don't think she knows me. I think we might have engaged on Twitter a few times. We've probably been on the same conference lineup a few times. She, I think, sometimes gets unfairly targeted by people in this industry. Mm-hmm. People in this industry say some really horrible things about her. And I think it's just fucking straight up disgusting. It's unbelievable because I know Lily personally. Yeah. Lily is amazing. As yeah. a person, like forget like as an SEO, just a super mm. nice, super awesome person. What the hell kind of crap are you giving her? Like, I remember the whole thing. Um, I, mean, I remember the uh, the title tag. I have to go to another meeting in a minute. Shit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember the whole title tag fiasco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like a bunch like some OGs were going on like, though, that's old, not new, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out, by the way, it was absolutely new. What the hell are mm. you talking about? Maybe go back to your like cave of SEO from 20 years ago. Yeah. Like anyway, like why? I, I don't understand this. I'm throwing my pen because it's annoying. <laughs> Not the pen. The pen is fine. This is annoying. Why can't people, especially if you, I've been in this for 20 years, if you disagree with somebody and think like, "Hey, Lily, I think this might actually be new." Blah 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 blah. Here's why I think so. Mm. Now you happen to be wrong, but I don't think Lily would take offense at that. Now, uh, to be fair, and again, this is personal opinion. I don't know her personally. You do. I think a large proportion of some of the negative things that come her way is because she's a woman. If she was yeah. a what, she was a white oh, man, there wouldn't be absolutely. If she was in the SEO industry for twenty years and you know yeah. started off at you know this conference, blah blah blah, that would never have happened. It would have been, it would have been let fly. I think for those people who send shots her way specifically. Ask yourself, would this industry be richer or poorer if she wasn't in it? And the answer is plot twist. So much poorer. Just poorer. go on. He's one poorer. of the only feeds on Twitter who's actually tweeting about like you know good SEO information on a daily basis. And she speaks multiple languages. She gives conference talks in a language that isn't her own. Incredible. Like 
She's she's brilliant, and I don't want to sell like the Lily Ray fan club, but I just wanted to I'm, mention. I'm in the Lily Ray fan club, so given that we're talking about this, and, and you mentioned her, I was thinking the other day, and I wish I'd I'd actually tweeted it, and I'm going to regret that I didn't. She gets unfairly targeted. She puts out a lot of great work that people can then use in their day to day job. It's not just oh, I did a case study about my client who sells uh, pants for gorillas. That's how niche it is. It's not. <laughs> It's not, she gives you stuff that you can actually use. And the best part about it is it's fucking free. I look at this stuff and I think I am grateful that there are people like her in the industry who do this. And the fact that there are people, and it's often those people who have that dinosaur gatekeeper mindset, uh, who, who say that stuff. And somebody said to me in the past, Oh, you never say anything about certain people because they're always all over the world. If you're putting out new, unique pieces of content every time and it's valuable to the wider industry rather than look at me, I'm fucking awesome. I have no problem with that because you're making the industry better. Yeah. If you raise the barriers and make those barriers for entry more difficult for people of colour in every other marginalised groups, I have got a problem with that. Many other people have got a problem for that. And we are coming for you. Sorry, I cut you off. No, well, we're good. We're also out of time. that's a good place to end it the lily ray fan club t-shirts uh four for ten dollars you can order them at (laughs) um azim where can people find you tiktok twitter not tiktok i'm too bold (laughs) (laughs) my line is i don't fall downstairs or dance okay (laughs) yeah like i don't do tiktok uh, I am on Twitter at Azeem Digital. I did wake up this morning and think I should probably be way more active on LinkedIn, but I hate it. I will try to be, but generally I'm on Twitter at Azeem Digital, A-Z-E-E-M Digital for the American listeners, A-Z-E-E-M Digital. Uh, if my <laughs> SEO is any good... I know what that was. <laughs> just type in um, how do I contact Azeem? And depending on this ongoing battle that I'm having with some jewelers in London... Bastards, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> I should have the uh, featured snippet there and my details there. Either way, if you want me, you'll find me. The only other Azim is way more cleverer than me, uh, but is also in tech. Bastard, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to listen to the Azim Digital Ass podcast. Yes, please do. Thank you so much for having me, Mordi. And I'm sorry if I made you late for you at the meeting. No, no, this no, is no. the rant. I still have one minute. I still have so one bangs minute. the table. We rant. You're legend. We did it. Okay. SEO rant. When does it come out? Thursdays typically. Where can you find it? You already found it. SEO rant.com. Wherever you get a podcast. Thank you to my audience for listening so much. <laughs>